As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Welcome again to another edition of Second Chance Coaching. It is my hope that all of you enjoyed our Omnibus episode last week, which featured all 10 of our interviews thus far that we've done on Second Chance Coaching. If you have a re-entry or Second Chance story or project, please reach out to us and let us feature your story, your, your, your testimony, your project on Second Chance Coaching. A lot of the times with these interviews, whenever I've done them, the the post uh, effect of the interview is always that interview or that person, it spoke to someone. It it spoke to someone's story, spoke to someone's struggle, spoke to someone's inspiration. And really, we we want those reentry voices to continue to be a part of what we do here at Second Chance Coaching because that really is a healing mechanism for a lot of folks, an inspirational mechanism for a lot of folks. And in, and in various different ways, both have done that for me. It's healing and it has been inspirational. And really as part of the reentry journey, we all seek different methods of inspiration, of coping, surviving, and of course thriving, being victorious, looking at what it is that we wanna to do towards the future. And then some of those methods that a lot of us seek could be either through medicinal qualities, maybe through physical, uh, you know, working out, or even mental health counseling. You know, in my reentry journey, one of the things that I've sought out is really reading on and investigating philosophies that have coincided with my faith to give me peace, to give me perspective, and to really optimize the joy of life. In my desire, in my desire, um, in seeking out these philosophies, one of the things in which I love to do, as I've shared in the past, is I love to read, and I've read various books on self-help, self-improvement, autobiographies, inspirational stories. I've even read the quote-unquote how-to books, you know, that center on business and marketing, and I've even read books that highlight the philosophies and the tenets of Buddhism minimalism and 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 books reading the philosophy that I'm that I'm going to highlight today for all of you and I'm reading and, and on today's podcast and that's the philosophy of stoicism and stoicism is spelled s t o i c i s m and stoicism it really has two meanings 
First, Webster's Dictionary defines stoicism as the endurance of pain or hardship without the, di without the display of feelings and without complaint. It's also identified and it's also defined and identified as an as a school of thought in ancient Greece that taught that that really taught its students that virtue is the highest good and is based on knowledge and that the wise live in harmony with the divine reason identified with gains in fate and providence. Stoicism also governs nature and really is indifferent to the quote unquote ups and downs of good fortune as well as pleasure and or pain. Currently, I'm reading two books on Stoicism. The first book is by Jason Hemlock, which is called The Secrets of the Stoics. And the other book is by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman, which is called The Daily Stoic. And this really is like uh, meditations and thoughts and readings to think of every day if, if one is studying Stoicism. While, while I didn't have a definition for it, I think I really did witness and experience Stoicism in certain forms while I was growing up. In a lot of instances, whether it was at a funeral or there's a painful dynamic, the objective by the adults that I would watch was really to swallow the pain and hold it down without expressing openly how it was affecting you. I even saw this with adults and aunts and uncles at my mother's funeral. There was even times that I was even trying to do it because I felt like that was the best thing for me to do, to try to be a strength for my sister, my niece, my daughter, because I, I, felt, I figured if they saw that I was able to, to uh, process the pain, then that would help them process the pain as well. And this is a behavior pattern that I not only saw at, at times in myself, at times in my family, but I would also see this behavior pattern at work and other professional interactions. And in the times in which I saw that or thought that the pain was allowed to be expressed or I could really express it, I would probably be able to demonstrate that pain in the presence of friends, some family, or really, in the most part, just ex express that pain in my own solitude. Maybe, maybe many of you f probably feel the same way, that you express that pain in your own solitude. And sometimes expressing that pain in your solitude is a mechanism to exercise self-care because you're able to get all of that stuff out of your system, whether it be the crying, the tears, whatever the case may be, the anger. Right now, I'm in the process of learning and really trying to live the philosophy of stoicism. But like anything else, it's a process. You know, you don't pick it up one day and say, okay, automatically I got it. It really is a process. It's something to work towards. And that's something in which I work towards every single day. In reading the Stoicism books that I, that, I, that I shared with you that I'm reading, one thing that, that what I've picked up is that the Stoicism principles, according to the books and really highlighted in the secrets of Stoics, would be as follows. It, it seemed to be seven principles. One, the secret of enjoying a simple life. Two, have a little of what you fancy. Three, learn to love your lack of control. Hmm. Four, Welcome and embrace misfortune. Five, journal every day. Six, turn the obstacle upside down. And seven, value the time you have. According to the literature, the secret to enjoying a simple life is not about going without needs or desires or the creature comforts that we enjoy, but really is to create a lack, to create a lack of the negative and unproductive feelings in your life, such as insecurity, resentment, and stress, 
So enjoying that simple life is really creating a lack and not feeding those negative feelings such as resentment, stress, and insecurity. We, um, as, a, as a Stoic, one would, would strive to, to, lack, to lack these unproductive feelings and many more unproductive feelings that do not perform any useful function for you or for us. As a Stoic, one would strive to make a list of what's important to them or what's important to you if you're looking to follow this and lean into what's important to you and really prioritize those important what's important to you. Speaking of priorities, you know, the Stoic, Stoicism also tells us to spend your time on things that you determine that are valuable. Make sure that you lean into that. The next principle would would also talk would also talk about leaning into what you're prioritizing. And the next principle talks about enjoying a little of what you fancy. And what I liked about what this said was it said that know your vices, know what your vices are so you could find healthy ways of moderately enjoying them. Now, I don't think they're, they're referring to illegal or unhealthy vices. I think they're may, maybe more referring to enjoying ice cream or cake or sweets or, or juice or something that you like, for example, in, in, in moderation, of course. But, be, but also, they also talk about being mindful with your food. Savor it more while you're eating less. I thought about this when... I started bringing lunch to work a couple of years ago, really when we started going back to work a little bit after the pandemic. And I brought a lot of um, to go, quote unquote, to go containers with my lunch bag. And that would control my portions because they would be very small containers. And then I was and I was be able to sit there and say, OK, I enjoyed that food, but I didn't have so much of it. I had enough just to give me the portion to enjoy my lunch for the day. The next principle is learning to love your lack of control. Now, this is really interesting. This principle is simple, as they say, when you recognize what is in what is in your control and release your attachments to the universe. So when you take the perspective of releasing what's not in your control, you become free from manufactured stress and worry. So a lot of that, a lot of these things that we already live, I already have shared this with friends and say, you know what? I could do my best and leave the rest. You know, a young, a young man from Fortune Society used to tell me that all the time. Do my best and leave the rest. So really just saying, I just release what I cannot control and I do the best with what it is that I can control. The next principle is really funny, is to welcome and embrace your misfortune. Now, when I saw that, I said, what? And welcome and embrace my misfortune? Who wants to do that? But the Stoics talk about choosing to deprive yourself of things you worry about. You really, or more should I say, they deprive yourself of the things you worry about losing in order to build a resilience in the event of future hardship. So it's almost like you're building yourself up for those type of letdowns of those events. The one thing that caught my attention under this principle was that the literature indicated was to use your vacations as an opportunity to discover what would you do if you had to start over with nothing. I will say that the embracing of misfortune is a difficult thing to wrap one's head around, but really at the end of the day, it's really about preparing for a worst case scenario. The next principle talks about journaling every day. Now, I, this one I totally embraced. The Stoics talked about journaling every day as a practice of thinking about what has happened to you on any given day and make note of those lessons learned from, from, from every daily event. Journaling also um, could be used to assist us in preparing for the next day, and also we could use journaling as an everyday practice to track your progress, record, 
make notes of gratitude, anything that, that's important that you want to highlight that we do every single day. I used to do journaling a whole lot more when I was younger, but I start to do it a little bit more now. And of course, I have my reminders of what it is that I want to do every day. I, I program that in my phone. And then, of course, you know, I always make notes of on my daily to-do book as far as what I've done, what I want to do better, and whatever I didn't do, I continue to push it into the next day. The next to last principle we're highlighting is to turn an obstacle upside down. This could be in the same spirit of, you know, when you're a kid, someone says to turn that frown upside down and, and really shifting the outlook from a negative to a positive, looking at, looking at the silver lining in a, in, a, in a cloud. In this principle, we, once again, we actively choose to release negative emotions. We increase our gratitude for all of our blessings and to be creative in one's approach to problem solving. This past summer, when I was getting ready to go to full-time faculty and I knew I couldn't work remote anymore, and I saw how that would affect the part-time job I was doing and the part-time work that I really needed to maintain, I was not sure if I'd be able to juggle them both. Um, there was even a time I was thinking, I said, you know what, maybe the best thing for me to do is, rather than hustle, maybe I should declare bankruptcy if, if, if the financial strain would be too much. And then I thought to myself, no, there's got to be a better way to do this. So I, I communicated with all the stakeholders in my area that this, that this affected, and I looked at different ways basically to skin the cat. And the objective I needed to achieve was indeed achieved by simply looking at different and outside of the box ways to solve the problem at hand without having to do the thing of declaring bankruptcy or doing things like that. Doing, doing things like that. I was able to look at different ways to solve the problem and create that, create that solution for that problem with the help of other people, of course. The final principle would be to value the time you have. I couldn't agree with this one more. In life, we could replace clothes, we could replace money, we could replace material possessions, but what we can never replace is time. I can never replace the time that I'm spending with you right now. That time will never be replicated. And since time is such a priceless commodity, the value of the time we spend, the value of the time we give and provide certainly must be utilized with particular calculation in which our rate of return is always optimized. We talk about what we have, what we got going on for the new year and what we want to do new for the new year. And one of the things that I always talked about was making sure that I reclaim my time, making sure that my time that I spend is extremely precious because I can replace the money, I can replace clothes, I can replace a whole lot of different things, but I cannot replace my time. And I'm, be, and I'm very intentional with the time that I spend, whether it's time that I'm paid for, time that I donate, time that I choose to be at, I'm just very intentional with that. And that's something that if there's anything that I follow in 2023 as a quote unquote New Year's resolution, that's what I'm going to follow to be very intentional with my time. Overall, the utilization of stoicism, as I indicated, is always a work in progress. It's a work in progress for me. But that work in progress, if you're going to be a part of this movement, really moves us towards a more optimized reentry journey. And really, even if you're not a, on a reentry journey, it could really move you to a more, towards a more optimized life. I really suggest, I'm still in the midst of reading the books, but I really suggest try out the books and try out the principles of stoicism and let me know if it works for you. It's certainly working for me just far. But like I said, it's a process. It's always a process that I'm going through. And I'll also keep you updated as I continue to move forward in this journey, in this process. Once again, thank you so much for joining us again. I... Continue to let me know how you're doing in, in your stoicism journey. 
if you once again if you have a reentry story or a project or a testimony that you want to share with us reach out to us on second chance coaching we'd love to have you on no no subject is too small too big Pe- believe me people would love to hear your story and and i hope that you uh do us the honor of allowing us the platform to share that story to share your story with everyone else once again thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to catching up with you again next week Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.